0: Hey, welcome back for another episode of Porn Brain Rewire, the podcast. I'm Dr. Trish Lee, very excited to be here today for If Your Wife Doesn't Want to Have Sex, Watch This. This is going to be an awesome episode for all those people out there who proclaim that their wife doesn't want to have sex with them or if your wife doesn't want to do certain acts. And this stems from an experience I had about a month ago, but Life's been crazy. So about a month ago, uh, some of our friends were ripping on another friend because he had shared with someone that his wife doesn't want to engage in one particular sexual act. So of course, everybody else, I wasn't around for this, but his friends started to rip on him. And I found out, and you know how I feel about that. So I, or maybe you don't, and you're about to find out within this episode. So in this episode, this comes from my heart to a friend who might need to hear it and all those other friends out there who are thinking the same thing. I can't get my wife to be with me and especially these things I enjoy, I can't get her to do. I'm going to share with you how you figure that out. And this conversation might be five minutes too late, or it might be 30 years too late, but at least we're having it today, am I right? Uh, if you're watching me on YouTube, you will see my my surroundings are still a little transient, but I have moved back into my home after one year of being out of it. So I'm psyched to be back, um, but hopefully I'll be back in my office and my recording studio within the next couple weeks. Uh, but until then, here I am a little transient. OK, so here's what we're going to break down today. Number one, we are going to think about why your wife potentially doesn't wanna have sex with you or doesn't want to engage in a particular act, you can fill the act in. Then I want you to realize you can't control her. So this isn't about her, but I'm gonna share some insight. Um, But what we're going to talk about secondarily, number two is what can you control? You can control you. And if you're watching porn, If you have a compulsive masturbation habit or if there's hypersexuality at the core of your interactional style with her, then there's things that you can control and I'm going to help you to be able to do that. And then stemming off of those two things, we are going to move into number three which is your brain hack strategy for the day on how to start improving your sex life so it includes the things the healthy things that you enjoy, and so your wife's having some fun again, okay? So this year this episode is going to help everybody feel better about your sex life, uh, you and your partner. Okay, number one, what is going on? So another part of what's going on in terms of if your wife doesn't wanna be with you or doesn't wanna do certain acts. So back to that story about a friend They, the men who were ripping on my friend actually qualified the conversation about, and it apparently was a big roar, about what's going on with 50-year-old women not wanting to have sex. Well, I am 50 years old, and here's what I'm here to tell you. 50-year-old women have no problem having sex if they're incentivized in the right direction. If they're getting out of that sexual experience what they are longing for. And so I want you to know that you have influence over your partner, but you can't control what happens with your partner. So of course there might be variables that your partner has to go to work on. And I'll give you some examples from a 50 year old woman's perspective. I have five and a half beautiful children. It is a lot of energy going out there to regulate other people constantly dealing with teenager madness. That is very dysregulating from an arousal standpoint. So to feel sexually aroused, each one of us has to be in a healthy baseline arousal state. You have to feel calm and focused And if you're, you know, the system comes down a little and you're feeling pretty good, then you're able to get into an arousal state where a sexual experience feels good. But if you're all jacked up, you're all stressed out, and you're all fatigued and overwhelmed and exhausted, it is difficult to get into an arousal state that sex feels good unless you are in a hypersexual state in the first place, which is something we're going to talk about because. If you're consuming pornography, that's likely the case. If you're in a hypersexual manner or mode, then basically you're ready to go at all times, not because it's born out of the healthy desire to be with a partner sexually for connection and for pleasure and for happiness and joy. It's because your brain's in a hypersexual state looking for sex to feel good. We're gonna break that down in number two. But in number one, if your partner can't get into a calm and focused, healthy, chill state to be able to get into a sexually aroused state, that could be part of the problem for her. And if if you're living a busy life with kids and if you own your own business like I do and your hubs owns his own business like mine does and you've had to move out of your home for a year because it's been decimated. You know, there's a lot going on. You have to work hard and you have to be intentional to be able to create the time and the space to relax and bring the system down so that you can get into a sexually aroused manner. I want you to know that you have to be in a healthy place to be able to get sexually aroused. And your partner might not be and we're gonna to segue to two in a minute, number two in a minute, because if you're consuming porn, it's likely part of the problem. And I'm gonna show you the chain of events that you can control so that you can make it so your wife is feeling inspired to be with you and feeling inspired to give in a way that helps you to feel pleasure. But again, it has to be a healthy need on your part being met in a healthy way by your partner. And this might be a good time to remind you that what we're talking about here is healthy sexuality, which in fact is relational. What does relational mean? It means it's shared. It's not one person taking from another while that person gives, gives, gives. And you know what the solution to that is? Start giving. If both people give, then there's less taking inherently more sharing in all the giving and i know what you're thinking some of you at least is that i'm okay with giving i can't get my partner to give and likely it's because of distorted dynamics but in number one right now i want you to think about what's all what are all the things your partner has on her plate and this can also you know be a male partner it doesn't have to just be her think of your partner all the things that are on her plate and are those things making it so that it's difficult to get into that chill baseline healthy arousal in general mode to be able to be relaxed enough and focused enough to be able to have a sexual experience with you and enjoy it because that is likely part of the problem intentionality time and space we moved back into our home uh, almost three weeks ago now. I think two and two and a half, two. It's really been two. Uh, we have not had a do- we have not had a door knob, no door handle for two weeks. And and I said to the hubs, if you want to intentionally create some time and space, I'm going to need a door handle, my friend. That man didn't run out and get a door handle, so I'm like, no door handle, no intentional time in space, because that's. Just a healthy thing when there's literally six teenagers in this house at all times. So uh, we have someone staying with us. Six. That is a lot of teens to be able to create intentional time and space, healthy, calm focus to reach sexual arousal. A number one thing that was going to help, a door handle. You feel me on this one, right? So it may not be an actual door handle in your life, But think of it as a proverbial door handle. Your partner needs a door handle to feel safe, secure, and let the system come down to be able to engage in healthy sexuality, relationally shared. And remember, you can't control if she shows up and gives, but you can definitely be intentional about creating time and space so that it feels good to her and that the system can come down. Date nights are a really important thing that you can do. You can set really healthy boundaries so your kids don't blast into your room like mine do, even though we try to, we've been working on it. Now that we're back in our home, we've been working on it. Knock, y'all need to knock, okay? Amen, okay. So you cannot control, but you can influence. Now, I wanna move to number two in a second, but I want to talk about the three things that you can do to Influence. Are you ready for it? Number one is these are the the things that have always been very important to me. Number one is cognition. Thinking. I really want you to be able to think about all the pieces of what I'm saying here, because when you consume porn and if you're in a hypersexual mode, it distorts your thinking around sexuality. I know this. So if I can bring you back to understand the relational aspect, or if I can help you be able to see it, then it will be easier for you to do the next two steps. So first is cognition, really being able to think about this. Secondarily is setting an example, setting an example of being able to be relaxed, focused, relational, sharing, intentional. When you set an example, a lot of the times your partner will rise to the example that you're setting. If you try to tell your partner what to do, not so much. Nobody loves being told what to do. But if somebody sees somebody else, they're inspired by their example and they wanna act in that way. And of course it's coupled with number three, which is the most important thing healthy communication and interactional style. I started my professional journey, actually I started my professional journey as a preschool teacher, believe it or not. But then I became a speech language pathologist. I got a PhD in communication, disorders and sciences. Communication, healthy communication and cognition, thinking and communication, they exist along a continuum. So basically, cognition is thinking, it's language on the inside. And then when your thinking comes out of your mouth, that's language and communication. That's why thinking example communication is a really healthy way to be able to influence your partner so that you get healthy sexuality and you have your partner show up and want to be with you and want to do things that are pleasing, not only for her, but for you also. So think about this set an example, and most importantly, show up with healthy communication. We're going to cover those in the brain hacks in just a few minutes, but let's move on to number two. Number two is, okay, what does porn do to your brain that might be impacting your partner? This is what I know from helping thousands of people, and I help many couples also. I have an intensive that I offer um, where I work with couples very intensively to try to bring communication, interactional style and healthy communication online while the male partner usually is addressing their porn addiction and hypersexuality and their partners addressing hyposexuality, not enough sexuality because dynamics have been distorted because of porn use by their partner. Now you might be thinking my partner doesn't even know I watch porn. So we're going to cover that one first is that many times your partner does know they just haven't told you that that they know this happens in many relationships because a partner convinces themselves it's no big deal or a partner doesn't want to create conflict. The partner might be people pleasing and want to please you. So. What happens is then it flies under the radar and there becomes distorted dynamics in the relationship, which can be really painful for everybody because you have this porn addiction or compulsive masturbation or sexual acting out your secret sex life, as I call it, and your partner might know what it is or just has a sense that something's going on. They usually know that something's happening to disrupt the relational healthy sexual relationship they thought they had or maybe they did have at one point maybe you had at one point because we know that porn addiction and compulsive sexual behavior it escalates there's no such thing as a horizontal uh you know spiral there's only an upward spiral and a downward spiral so when it comes to porn consumption and sexual acting out, it's a downward spiral unless you do something positive, like listen to this podcast and go talk to your partner, which is the last thing I'm going to tell you to do. But here's what I want you to know in section number two is that your partner likely knows that something's up. They feel it in the bedroom. And this is how, because when you have a porn habit, It changes your brain. We know this, this is a neurobiological addiction. The seeds are planted in adolescence. If you water those seeds, they grow, downward spiral. So what happens as they grow is that there's tolerance, there's escalation. It leads to objectification for high levels of dopamine. What that means is you need to get more intense experiences more frequently sometimes with your partner, sometimes without your partner, but you need it for a dopamine flood. So this whole thing is about dopamine chasing. You're looking for more and more dopamine through sexual experiences. Many times that shows up in the bedroom as that one act that your partner doesn't wanna do anymore because they feel used. And usually it's something that objectifies your partner. Oral sex is a good example of that, There's other examples. It's you're using your partner's body as a tool to be able to get as much dopamine as possible. It's not shared and it's not relational. So a lot of acts that you consume in pornography are not relational. So the way that I refer to that in your relationship is that now in the bedroom, you have a porn-influenced agenda it's no longer about sharing time and getting dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, the happiness trifecta, from being together and enjoying a good time together. It's about how are you going to get the most dopamine through a three-ring circus of pleasure for you that you're taking, that you're expecting your partner to give. So here's the part where I want you to Search your mind, search your heart, and use your cognition to think about what I'm saying so you can control the things that you can control, not your partner, but you. So, if you're still consuming porn, here's the challenge get your journal out and think about the things that you enjoy the most, or maybe that act that your 50 year old wife doesn't want to do anymore. Is it because it's an objectified agenda? Be real with yourself. This exercise is just for you. Search your mind, search your heart. Is it something that you're just trying to take from her and it's no longer shared? And it could be an act that was shared as foreplay or it was shared in the past, but now it's taken on a life of itself because it's the thing you want the most because it has the most dopamine. I hope you're following me here because this is important. So search your mind and your heart for that and recognize if that's the thing you want the most, not the shared experience, your partner knows that. Your partner's onto you and they don't wanna give it to you because they don't wanna be used as a tool to fuel the thing that they don't like, but they might not even fully understand, but they know something is up. So your porn-induced agenda leads to objectification, which can lead to hyposexuality in your partner. She's just not that into sex anymore, but not because she's getting older and not because there's anything particular she's not into. She's not into the porn influenced agenda that's shown up in your sex life. You can control that. You can look at it and you can inspect it and bring it back to relational sex where everybody's having fun. This is what the science shows on women. Women like a man that knows what he wants. But if what he wants is an unhealthy dopamine need, they're not into that. So if you know what you want, but it's healthy and it involves shared relational sex, you'll be onto something because women like that. Women also want connection. They want to be seen. They want you to want to be with them specifically. So if you like an act, any particular act too much, They know it's the act that you want, not them. And that distorts the sexual relationship. So when you wanna be with them and experience that act with her, with that one person, that person is what does it for you, not the act. Now you're gonna be onto something, but this is going to take a shift in your cognition and your thinking and your arousal template. It's going to take a shift in your overall arousal mode. You have to get back to healthy circadian rhythms. You have to get back to optimizing your brain. If you've been consuming porn and you're on this dopamine chasing train, then your brain is used to getting tons of dopamine and your partner doesn't give you tons of dopamine. She's not supposed to because A healthy relationship provides much less dopamine in a sexual relationship, but it's balanced with serotonin and oxytocin for something that feels better, more rounded out. And it's good for your brain, opposed to that dopamine flood is bad for your brain. It's what's desensitizing the reward center in your brain and causing Sex, sexual performance issues, which is the next thing on the agenda number two, is that now in the bedroom, there's probably sexual performance issues. Either it's too fast because your brain really wants sex all the time and the sexual experiences are just these high dopamine experiences and they don't last very long and they're not relational and sharing, or they last forever because you need these high dopamine levels that you can't get with your partner. And so maybe you trail off into fantasy or maybe you watch porn before you're with your partner. None of that is good for your brain. You have to optimize your brain. And if you wanna see what your brain is doing, go over to my website, drtrishlee.com, look under professional neurofeedback tab for the QEEG brain map page. You'll see on that page, is what the brain map looks like for porn addiction. It's a brain that's shifted into neutral. It can't get into arousal because the reward center is so desensitized. So what we have to do is get your brain back to healthy arousal so that you can get into peak sexual arousal that's rounded out. Okay, let's segue to number three, which is the brain hack strategy for today. Number one, Use your beautiful brain, if you can, because it might be stuck in this compulsive sexual behavior mode. Use your brain to analyze the hypersexuality that's entered in. Are you looking for sex for mood regulation to offset stress or to offset boredom? It's mostly stress. So do you want to be with your partner as a de-stressor? That's not your partner's not your de-stressor. She's supposed to be someone that you share a beautiful experience with, not someone who shifts your brain into neutral so that you can feel better. That's not her role. That's not healthy. That's mood regulation, using sex for mood regulation. Dig in and use your thinking to see if what I'm talking about here is what's going on with you. If you have sexual performance issues, it's definitely what's happening in your brain. Most definitely. Probably definitely. Then secondarily, set the example, start setting the mood, start being intentional, space and time, start creating a way to help your partner downshift and feel safe and secure in your sexual relationship. It does not include porn. You have to leave porn behind to be able to get yourself and her there. And if you haven't left porn behind, again, go to my website, drtrishlee.com, go under the Porn Brain Rewire Programs, and look at the 90 day program, has everything you need to be able to leave porn behind. It's imperative if you're going to rewire your sexual relationship, which there's a module in that program on rewiring your relationship. And then third, communication. Start becoming vulnerable and start tapping into intimacy with your partner. You don't need a roommate who you never have sex with. That's what I meant by the conversation might be five minutes late because it's only been a week or two since you haven't been together. It might be decades late where you haven't been with your partner in decades. I work with people who have not been with their partner in decades. Life is way too short to not be able to experience vulnerability and intimacy and connection with your partner. And it starts with healthy communication. Why don't you want to have sex with me? I see that you don't want to do these things. Can we talk about it? What's on your mind? But you have to get your brain into that optimal mode to be able to enter into these conversations. And remember, it's influence and example. It's not telling your partner to do these things. It's shifting the climate so she wants to again. If she is still with you, she wants to again. She's just convinced herself she doesn't. Nobody in the world wants to go through life without a beautiful sexual experience with their partner in crime. Nobody healthy that is. So, you know, you're in an unhealthy place if you're still watching porn. She's in an unhealthy place as collateral damage, most likely. She probably has some other stuff going on that she can go to work on. But when you go to work on yourself and you encourage her to go to work on herself, everybody wins. You win, she wins. Ripple effect. Your family life, your work life, everything changes. All right, if you have a partner who's struggling with sexual betrayal, she can go over to drtrishlead.com under the Porn Brain Rewire um, programs. There is a partner program there. It's called Sanity After Betrayal. Um, many partners freak out when they find out that you have a porn addiction or if they find out you have hypersexual behaviors, that program can really help them to be able to help themselves while you're helping yourself to get to the other side of this thing so that everybody can have the relationship they deserve. All right. That's what I want for you. So I hope uh, if it feels good, please go over to my website, check it out. And if not implement those strategies, figure this thing out in your mind, set an example, and then start communicating. It'll save your life. Okay. Until next time, control your brain or it'll control you.